But so then upon signing up on Job Seekers Allowance for a week, almost getting a job at Costa before the Costa burnt down, some arson attack on the retail park. Hello and welcome to episode two of the podcast. In this episode, I interview Matty Singh, who is the better half of our podcast, and he's a editor extraordinaire. Let's find out about him. So, Matty, tell me everything. Or nothing. Know. What do you want to know? <laughs> who is Matty? Tell, tell, just give us a little bit of background about you. Oh, without going too far back. So, I did... Entering the media world was a bit of a gamble because I never did TV and film at uni or anything. I at, at high school, you know, like I didn't do media studies, I didn't do film studies. Oh, right. I've always loved my TV and films. I was always like sat in front of the telly, like that little hundred and one Dalmatian, you know, right up at close against the telly. Um, always fantasised about working in films and stuff. I used to wanted to go into things like car design and because I was always arty, but. I went to an open day at a media school called FutureWorks and initially wanted to go on the animation course because I was loving Pixar films and I thought, that's arty, I could apply my skills to that. Me and my dad were late, so we ended up being on the wrong tour. I was on the TV and film tour, but I was like, this actually looks pretty cool because I didn't really know what I wanted to do after college as you tend not to. I mean, some people do, some people don't. So I thought, this just looks really fun. And so I went for it. So I went there, had a really good time, got involved with a lot of freelance projects during that time, like music videos, little corporate gigs. Um, tried to pursue a lot of work outside of uni work. And as a result of that, I got, there was an opportunity for a job. This was upon leaving. There was an opportunity uh, for a job at Man United. So as a junior producer, junior producer I think it was. So I actually initially didn't get that job. This was back in 2012 by the way folks, I think it's 2012. And this is Manchester United, this is the largest football company Manchester United, yeah. in the world. Because um, I coincidentally did a lot of football related features during my time at uni. Again this is like little work experience freelance type gigs. And you're a diehard Man United fan, so it's no, a perfect job. Oh, yeah, I'm an Arsenal fan as well, by the way. Oh, so right. <laughs> I, this, this, and at the time when Van Persie was, there were rumours that Van Persie was leaving Arsenal to go to Man United. So I was like, <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Um, but I actually didn't get the initial job. So I went for the interview. I got an interview, which I was like, wow. I got onto the edit stage test. Completely screwed up my edit test because I was just nervous and I was. We used, they used Final Cut, I was using Avid. Um, didn't hear back from them from ages, only to get an email to say, you've been unsuccessful, thanks for your interest and all that. Mm. But so then, upon signing up on Job Seekers Allowance for a week, almost getting a job at Costa before the Costa burnt down, some arson attack on the retail park, um, I got a phone call from one of the chaps saying they'd like to take me on, on an eight-week contract for another role that's opened up. So I was like, yeah, definitely, that'd be amazing. Um, and eight weeks turned into three months, which turned into six months, which turned into five years. Five wow. years working with Manchester United. So um, it sounds like you almost fell on your feet there anyway. Very lucky, but at the same time, you've got to sort of, not pray, that's a weird term to praise yourself, but at the same time be 
respect yourself in that I know I worked hard during uni time. I remember those days where I was up till like 2 a.m. working on projects that weren't even uni work. Right. You know, where you're like busting away and you're like... Is this professional gigs or is this just like Yeah, yeah, we, we got some professional gigs. There was a bit oh, right. of both, really. We got some professional gigs for companies. Um, you know, I remember those days of just doing extra bits of work and I think it always, always it does pay off. You might not be able to see it initially, but it's like that Steve Jobs speech. If you've not watched it, the Harvard commence is it Harvard? Commencement Stanford speech. Stanford connect, commencement speech where yeah. he looks at talks about connecting the docs backwards. Hard work kind of always pays off. So, and it did in this case because when I read the United Job description, my CV had built up good enough to be able to get an interview, and I got offered this eight-week contract based upon the fact that I made a good impression as well. Um, there were three people that got the edit test, I think. One person obviously got the job, who's a good friend to this day, Michael Daly. And the other person, I don't know, but I got offered a job off the back of that. I think there were three people. But it just goes to show that if you, even if you don't get the initial thing you were going for, by making a good impression, it has a powerful impact. And as a result, I mean, it was one of the best six, six first jobs you can ever wish for. I mean, I got to work with footballers, I got to meet footballers that I'd watched on the telly for years, you know, as a big football fan myself. Um, even if it was Man United, they're still, like Sir Alex Ferguson, they're still incredible footballers. Jose Mourinho came in, Louis van Gaal came in. So what, what, kind of, um, what kind of content are you, are you making for Man United TV? What, so what I was it? in the digital department, so we did stuff like, um, so short form content like for the website, for this um, for this mobile app, um, social media was just coming to the forefront of everything. So then we started to do videos for Twitter, for Instagram, for Facebook. So we were very much at the forefront of that. A team of me and about four, three others, so four in total. Yeah, doesn't um, Man United have like a massive, massive following on amazing. Facebook and it's massive? Instagram. I think it. I'd correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they do have the biggest following on Facebook of any other football club. Or they were certainly heading that way. Right. In the tens of millions, I'm assuming. We can find out now. Google will tell us. Or Facebook will tell us even. Facebook will tell us. If I go on Manchester United now, I'm on the laptop. 73 million people like Manchester United. Wow. So when we did a good video... That's more people than than are in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're such a massive global brand. They've got a big following in China, haven't they? Yeah, massive. So, I mean, you wouldn't be without sounding cocky and stuff like your videos would be getting like two million Facebook views for example yeah. like if it's something really interesting like say it's like a Derby promo Manchester Derby promo it'd, it'd go viral yeah and like or a De Gea montage for example so you almost became you'd be grateful for it but almost it wasn't as big a deal for you but it was great to say that especially when you saw on your newsfeed your friends had liked this video coincidentally yeah, and yeah like, you've cut it that's my edit that, yeah, I did that that's it. so it was ace in that respect because essentially I got to work on content seen by millions of people I got to work with footballers now and again at shoots mm. I got to dress up as Fred the Red <laughs> on <laughs> sort of fun story I dressed up as Fred the Red and was in a ball pit looking for certain but coloured balls for some reason for this weird special fun feature it was stupid in the end dressed as Fred the Red with Raphael de Silva that was, that was, that was weird <laughs> there's a clanger right there yeah uh, and I've also played Pez with them Pro Evolution Soccer before FIFA became a lot better and uh, so we did that and I also got to travel 
around the world. So I went on tour in 2014 to America for three weeks. That was insane because we were on the private plane, the same as the players. Wow. We went staying in five-star hotels. I was at the Real Madrid game, which broke the record for a soccer match attendance in the US, which was 110,000. And I was pitch side for it. Oh, nice. It was just like, you know, you, when you appreciate I'm at these things in person, it's just like, wow, man. Hmm. Um, so those experiences will be forever, like I'll be forever grateful for. Yeah. And so what made you want to leave? So, I mean, having been there for five years, I felt I'd achieved everything I could. Um, as I said, I got to work with footballers, I got to travel, I got to do these great videos. But the goal has always been, I wanna be working on that really high-end cinematic type content. So I'd love to be working on the big music videos, the big commercials for the big brands, um, possibly feature films one day, you never know. But I know it's kind of a different ball game. I have cut a, cut a couple of low budget features, um, little indie projects, but I know it's a different ball game in terms of the style and the time commitment. Mm. Um, but I felt I'd grown as much as I could, so I wanted to progress on to new things. Because without the third, the next place for somewhere like United is like, you could go into a management role, but I don't want to do that. Not there, because you're kind of more in meetings and more admin type stuff. I just wanted to carry on doing me, and I, there was only so far I could do me at somewhere like that. And also, without that Malvin, I'm sure a lot of people in the club will agree that the money wasn't great. For, really? For, for, for what, especially... For one I know of the wealthiest every, clubs in the world. Yeah, well, that's why there's a certain... It goes with... Is that why they're wealthy? Yeah, there's like there's a certain portion of the club. Obviously, that'll earn 80% of those earnings. Yeah. <laughs> Namely, the players and management staff and all that, which is, that's what a football club is. So, fair enough. We're just built around that. Yeah. But considering the specialism and how hard a lot of the people work that I work with, like producers, like journalists, like social media guys, like the magazine guys um, that did the match day programs, they were so hard all the time. Cameramen, the editors, and it's such a specialist skill, such a, it's not, you can't drag someone in off the street to do this. But I think you do get good perks, like you got to play on the pitch at the end of the season now and again, you've got, there were good Christmas dues and now at nights out where yeah. they'd pay for everything and that sort of stuff. But ultimately you want to be, you want to progress yourself and you want to not struggle for money and grow financially and be able to afford things in life as well. Yeah. So it was, that played a part, but also I just wanted to, there were days where I just felt bored right. and I just wanted to get out there and break. So if it feels right to move on. It's, it, it is the right, you know, I always sort of go with the thing that trust your gut feeling and you should be all right and touch wood. I uh, left last October, it's currently, what are we in, March 2018, I left in October 2017. Hmm. Initially I was going to go freelance, so I planned the move for like three months to go freelance until a bit of a curveball offer came at me uh, through a chap called Sam Travis, who's a very talented filmmaker and editor and general handyman. <laughs> <laughs> he started up a company um, called Salmon Media, which I'm currently working for, and they've not been going long, but they're doing some really cool gigs in it. Kind of everything that I've wanted to work on, so high-end content, like cinematic, um, getting to travel, this role encompasses all of that, where I'm getting to edit high-end films, it's like 4K stuff, 
lot of like car related promos which is cool because I love cars as well and I've been able to travel the world already like been places like Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Oman so touch wood it's been the right move and I'm still able to do my own little bits on the side like little freelance gigs that are cool because they're just why not and yes a little bit of extra money but also pursue I've got time to pursue the things that I want to other things I want to be involved in there's so many things I'm interested in and want to achieve so and Look, things man, like 24 hours in a day you like this it, like know? this podcast as well like we're doing this on a Saturday night and I don't mind it because it's it's a cool idea yeah, I've not got any mates so it's pretty no, easy no 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 we haven't got any other plans <laughs> have we sir <laughs> um, so just why not try and because I'd Honestly, apart from... I know there are some days you come home from work, you just want to watch Netflix, but I do get bored easily, so I like to try and stay Strive busy. and do better things, yeah, great. Yeah. Cool, well, I want to go back a little bit, if that's all right. And I'll, this is an age-old discussion, but I want to know your thoughts on sort of extra, extra education, um, university, mm-hmm. college, university versus work, especially within the creative industries. Like, yeah, what are your yeah. thoughts on... Did you get a degree? So my, mine was a degree course. It was partnership with Bolton. Like Futurewits did their own media courses, but mine was a degree course in partnership with the uni. So for me, because I never did media studies or anything, it was a good idea for me because a lot of people... I felt there were some people on the course that didn't need to be there because I had never heard of Avid and I'd never heard of After Effects. I'd never heard of Premiere, Final Cut. I didn't know what any of these terms were. A lot of people already came, walked in a bit cocky, like, yeah, I know what this is, and I've done this before, mm. and they weren't that good. <laughs> so I think having that fresh approach and being more of a sponge and stuff, it had I had an advantage, and I started to enjoy the work. One of my friends, Cash, who I still work with to this day on our own little projects, um, we got involved heavily together on a lot of freelance projects like music videos and corporate gigs. For me, it was good because of the people I met, like the friends I met, especially at a place like FutureWorks. With the tutors, they often emailed out lots of opportunities. I got involved with pupils from other classes because you had the other TV and film course, you had the audio production course, you had the game design course. So it was a place where people could collaborate. And it introduced me to all these people. Like I'm still in touch with my tutors there. Um, It introduced me to the software like I'd have never have heard of After Effects and you know Video Copilot, Andrew Kramer. I'd never have heard of any of these things otherwise. But there are people like who are in high school now that do know all these things. You see them on YouTube, they're doing edit tutorials and After Effects tutorials and they sound like twelve. Yeah, the voice isn't even broken yeah. they know more yeah, than yeah, yeah. So students. they don't need to I don't they don't need to go. They could, especially now when camera equipment's so affordable, you can just go out there and make stuff, put it out there in the world keep doing it consistently and if it's good keep enough, learning it'll get it'll get recognized you can mm. you can learn enough by google and youtube whether it's practical how to do videos practical how to go so why, didn't, why didn't you do that because i didn't know any of this stuff initially it opened my, my eyes into this world i knew nothing about tv and film the tv and film industry nothing right so it enabled me you didn't to, have an interest as a kid or anything like that really yeah, i did but i never knew watching. what i'd want to do this as a career because i was just consuming content at that point it wasn't yeah. really like innovating and creating content you know? yeah that's possibly that's why i say i i think i'm a decent editor because i've watched so many things and i think i've just naturally got that rhythm from consuming so many things when i was younger hmm. um so for me, it was a good idea, but for the people that kind of already know what they want to do, 
there's no need. So I think if you want to learn, if it's like a complete gamble, you want to learn new skills and you want to meet people, it can be a good idea. But don't go if you're just going to go out every night of the week on like treat every week as fresh as week and not do any. If you're going to go uni, use it as an opportunity and meet, get involved with as many different projects outside of that as you can. Because often at your uni you'll have access to gear for free. So you can utilise that. That's equipment, not cocaine. Just yes. So. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So like cam we always used to hire out the camera gear, the edit suite, so you can make stuff yourself for free. And we were always conscious of the fact that when we graduate, we're going to have to pay for this stuff ourselves. We're going to have to invest ourselves. So that's where it's good and you're for access to gear, to meet people, to learn. To you might get tutors who have done some really cool stuff. They will offer you opportunities. But if you're already active in that field, if you already know what you want to do, then there's no reason why you can't go out and learn it yourself and do it yourself now. Great. What would you say is like the greatest, the coolest project you think you've worked on to date? Wow. Definitely one of yours. No. <laughs> oh, cheers, mate. Um, coolest project. I'd say I got to work on some great projects for United. Um, one of the standout ones where I did a Manchester Derby promo that did well on Facebook, like a few couple of million views I think and that was like quite cool and cinematic um, I got to again there was like this De Gea save piece that recently springs to mind those little viral pieces that I did for United that did really well on social and that were sort of recognised by your peers as well as to say because I work with some really talented people like really there's some proper good editors and, and motion graphics guys I worked alongside and to have when especially when they say oh they like that that's when you know you do like praise that. from caesar <laughs> yeah because it's because i'm always in my head because when you, you always compare yourself you work you're always comparing your work to others and what other people can do mm. but ultimately everyone's got their own style you've got to focus on what you're good at and it was cool to get praise from other peers and i got to work i've got to work on things like this cool horse riding promo, which was like a freelance gig in South of Wales that featured people like Adam Jamili, Katarina Johnson-Thompson, who are Olympic British athletes. So that was quite a cool high-end project to edit. That did well again on social. Um, and generally, I've, I, to refer back to earlier, being a part of projects where, like where I've been able to travel to places like America, um, I got to go to places like Hong Kong with United's under-16s, so it was incredible seeing how well-tuned these lads are already at this age, how much work has gone into them. And you never know how many of them are going to go on to be Prem footballers that you'll hear names regularly on Match of the Day. So that was interesting and insightful. So they, they've been cool projects just to be a part of. So, yeah, cool. Can you... Think of any sort of on the, more of the flip side. Can mm -hmm. you think of any sort of horror stories where you've maybe made any mistakes that that people can learn from and and choose what not to do? Yeah, I mean, for me, I'd say there was one time we were shooting a music video. This is just a silly little one um, where I was scrolling through to see how much media we'd shot in the camera, and instinctively, because when you go into that part of the menu of the camera, my thumb flicked it over to erase oh my God. when checking how much memory you've filled. And I just pressed OK. And then when I watched it happen, I was like, uh, no. Cancel, cancel, cancel. Yeah. And thankfully, we'd only shot a few shots on that card. But still, I was like, oh, no. 
I went to was that gone then you couldn't recover it I think now there is a way if as long as you don't film over it we found out there is a way you can recover when you do that but at the time we were like no (laughs) so my mate Cash like we did a music video and I deleted still talking to you he's a very good friend yeah (laughs) no 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 so it was all it was all fine in the end and another one of the standout lessons I'll think of is just to try and be humble because I think you get ahead of yourself especially when you get given these certain opportunities when you're younger um, like travelling around the world to United so we were on a little I don't know if I should share but we are on a little tour <laughs> this was in a, when I went on tour to America and we were on a, an evening out in Los Angeles and we are back in the hotel room afterwards having a few drinks I like where this is going yeah no <laughs> and I sort of was saying I was just sort of sat there and they were saying, oh, it's cool, because I just sort of blurted out with it. I didn't mean it in a bad way, but like, so I can, uh, yeah, so I can sort of, it's been good, because I've been able to produce, edit, and do camera. And I'll say it in the room with my peers and older people who've been there a long time, like cameramen, producers. And the next day they were taking the mick out of me, saying, oh, yeah, you can, you, you can do it all, can't you, Matt? You can, because yeah. it sounded, it, go must, home now. it must have come across as, cocky and they were all taking the mick they were all like good about it but at the same time I was thinking I don't want to come across that way even if you know even though if they're having a bit of a laugh about it but I don't want to come across as cocky I'm I'm very much someone who wants to learn and I'm no greater than anyone else and all that sort of stuff so just to try and remember to remain humble yeah in your surroundings even if you're more experienced even if whether you're more experienced less experienced everyone's in their own different path so yeah, just be humble. Yeah, that's a, that's a really nice bit of advice, mate. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to talk a little bit outside of work. Um, what would you say is like your your daily routine? This is a, a really popular question that Tim yeah. Ferriss asks. Yeah, I, just, he does. I really like the answers that come from him. You know, what, how do you spend the first hour or two of your day? Do you have a routine? Or? Yeah, so it varies on days. I've been, because I follow these people as well, I like the idea of wet, trying to wake up early when you can. So like on a Monday, for example, there's a gym class at half six in the morning that I've started going to. Um, it's Monday and Wednesday. And when I can be bothered to get up for it, on those days I'll wake up, I'll set my alarm at five. I try and go to bed at like 10, 11, so I try and get my six, seven hours of sleep in. Get up, go to that, feel good after that, sit in the swimming pool and jacuzzi for a little bit. So that feels like a good morning routine. Because by the time you're up and you're ready, you're back home, it's, it's about 8 a.m. Yeah, and you're wide awake and the endorphins are flowing yeah. and you're ready for the day, aren't Yeah, you? so, and then, I will mention as well, I'm a Sikh, of the member of the Sikh religion, so I'm, I'm relatively sort of religious, not uber, not over the top, but I've been brought up in, I suppose I'm like a spiritual sort of religious person, so I've been brought up doing this little prayer and stuff, and I've got a little book, so we do a little morning prayer. And in just the, by in the jacuzzi? No, no, no. At home, when I, when I get home, I don't want the pages to get wet. <laughs> yeah. So that takes me about 10, 15 minutes. I'm just like sitting there and reading it as a little, and that's like my little meditation in a way, because right. it just gets me in the zone. Feel, I feel like, because I've done it since I was a kid, and like with mum and sister, like we used to do it on the way to school. Um, it was just, I feel like I'm ready sort of for the day. Um, and then I also drink, I've started, my, off recommendation from my dad, I've started drinking like warm water with this wedge of lemon and stuff like that. So it sounds all very perfect and <laughs> I'm like a very, I'm a high flyer doing all this. And then I've always gone over things like 
when I do get time, I like to sort of go over in my head like things that I'm grateful for and all that sort of those little silly little affirmations like I've got this in my life, I've got good friends, good family, and this is what I want to try and achieve. If I get time, I'll try and write what I want to try and do today. And then I leave for work. I don't have to be until about 10 where I'm working at the minute, oh, which right. is good. Part-timer, very nice. I know, so I don't <laughs> leave till about quarter past nine when all the traffic's died down, which is good. Um, and when days that I'm not doing that um, gym class, um, I've got into yoga a lot lately just because I notice like, loads of top athletes do it. And everyone who does yoga seems to be healthy and happy. So I've started to do it. And especially like when you're older, you don't want to be all stiff and whatever. Mm. So I've started to do that, and I do a little YouTube video of that in the morning. Um, so it seems like you're quite healthy, you like to look after yourself. Yeah, I start off the day really well, and then it goes <laughs> downhill from there. Like, I stay healthy, I try and keep my lunch light, and then in the evening, because I do live at home at the minute, and my mum's a great cook. You just indulge. <laughs> yeah, and I always get, like, hungry about nine o'clock. I always just fancy a bag of crisp and chocolates and all that. But I, that's why I try and exercise, because I know I could very easily go fat. <laughs> so easily but I try and stay healthy and get good sleep but naturally we're humans we all slip away from that we all spend too much time on the computer we all mm. eat too much and whatnot. but yeah I try and be disciplined there's a cool quote that I came across in the Tim Ferriss podcast no was it in the it was Joe Rogan interviewing Jocko Willink who's an ex-Navy SEAL like he led the, um, the Navy SEAL forces back in Afghanistan so he's seems like a really intense guy mm. but one of his quotes was that that stuck with me is discipline equals freedom so if you're disciplined in what you do that equals to you being able to do other things that you want to pursue because if you if you procrastinate on things it means you're rushing around last minute to finish other things so if you stay disciplined to what you set out to do that means you've got time to you've got your saturday night free because you didn't mess around during the week you stuck to your task during the week and now you've got Saturday night free, yeah. for example. So, yeah. I just want to piggyback off that a little bit and add another quote that I found really interesting uh, on a similar vein. It's if if you can accomplish a task in five minutes, do it immediately. Yeah. And it, simply, simply because you just feel great yeah. afterwards. If it's simply putting your clothes away at home or transferring some files on your hard drive at work or whatever it is, rather than putting it off mm. and letting it build up and build up and then you're like, ah, you know, a whole day of chores or doing your accounts or whatever, you've got to do that all in one go. If you just kind of chip away at it as you go throughout your day or throughout your week, mm-hmm. you know, you'll find by the end of the day you've done everything and you feel so much more healthy sort of spiritually and, and physically, you know. It's that idea of that when you get, it's that having a physical list to tick off, it's great feeling to say I've accomplished this you feel that sense of accomplishment don't you yeah yeah and there's that quote I silly love. like even like emptying the bins silly I mean? little if you things put it off and put it off put it off but if you think of that mindset if it takes less if you can do it in less than five minutes just do it I like that I like that and just power through and you do just feel so much better mm. afterwards and there's that thing you don't have to sort of I know there's a lot of the word hustle and all that working working your backside off these days of you know, 18-hour days, if, especially if you follow the Gary V's of the world and yeah. entrepreneurial sort of things. But I like the idea of doing a little bit, lit, a little often. So doing, making those small steps daily. So even if you did like half an hour towards this thing you were trying to build on the side every day, for five days a week, as opposed to two and a half hours on a Saturday, Mm-hmm. half an hour every day is more manageable so if you just do those little bits little bits every day 
then it'll eventually build up and build up and build up. So, because it makes it easy for your brain to say, oh, it's only this, it's manageable for yeah. you. So it's more powerful to make, that's what I've started to do, like make, make tasks smaller that I can do. They're easier to micromanage. Yeah, because I don't, I love, I don't want to be someone who comes home from work and then be working till midnight on something else, which I've done in the past, and it's not fun. Cause I love That's me sending you men's at some Yeah, it is. it is. It is. It actually is. No, but it's no. It's um, you want to be. I want to come home if I've got some other bits to do. I'll do them. But then I just want to chill in the evening as well. I want to have time to it's spend. important to switch off and spend time with your friends. And your exactly. Family and I want to be able to go out with my friends. to go for a meal or go to the pub or whatever. I want to go. I want to just sort of sit in the living room with my family, even if they're just watching Corrie and stuff like that, just to sort of be there. And then I like to watch Netflix. Cool. So. We're sort of coming to near to the end of the of the episode. I just want to ask you some quick questions, and just give us a sort of, sort of snap, short, snappy bits of quick advice. Fire. Quick, quick fire, quick fire. Um, give us a quick bit of advice for your twenty-one-year-old self. Um, I know you're not that much older. I know, <laughs> but you, I'm sure you're a very different person now yeah. to where you were when you're twenty-one. Yeah. In the same way that you're a very different person when at eighteen sure, to when you're sure. twenty-one and and, and etc. So yeah, just give us anything that sort yeah. of sticks into your mind. Uh, stay humble. Don't get cocky. Enjoy the work. There's no need to kill yourself. Um, there's always bigger. There's always take perspective on things. Like don't get stressed. Just work hard. Enjoy it. Have time to have fun as well. I think it's always good to have a goal in your head and just keep pursuing towards that goal and don't give up. Even if you do small things daily, just you know, things will work out if you just kind of keep pursuing. Keep hacking. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. like it. Yeah. Um, what is a resource that you find useful? What do you mean? Sorry. Um, so th- there's things like uh, articles online that you find useful, book, particular books that stand okay. out, particular podcasts. I like to read, I've recently, I've always been into personal development sort of things, so I like listening to people like Tony Robbins on YouTube and little mm. motivational type videos. I like following people like Gary Vee on Facebook and listening to them. So do you find that following these people helps yeah. you in your work? Give, it gives projects. you a good little brainwash because now if you're feeling... When you, naturally, when you listen to those sort of people, you feel inspired, you feel a little bit motivated as lucid To do your extra half an hour or whatever you want to yeah, do. Yeah, you just get a little bit of... It just reminds you how what's possible in life and what you want to try and what your own goals are and what you can achieve. So it gives you that little bit of oomph to say, yeah, I can yeah. do it. So I like Perfect. to sort of listen to those things. Great, mate. Well, thank you very much for your time. That was actually a really interesting uh, little insight into your life, professionally and personally. Thank you very much. It's been it's been jolly, jolly good. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so next time, peace. Cheers, guys.